Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. What's up? We're back. I'm Jess. 
I'm still Jen, and this is still Fat Mascara. Yay! Yay! What do we have cooking this week? We've got a lot. So first up, we have to welcome a new beauty editor to our ranks, and we'll tell you who it is. It's exciting. Then, um, so I don't wear eyeshadow, which kind of shocked Jess when she found out about a week ago. So we're going to discuss why that might be, and she's going to see if she can convince me otherwise. Lastly, hair makeup. It's a thing. But do we need it? And then we have our big fat interview with cutie Marcia Kilgore, who is basically the entrepreneur to end beauty entrepreneurs. And she is here to tell us how she's going to democratize beauty and make things super cheap and cheerful. Power to the people. All right, guys, we have some some hot news. I don't know if you heard the scoop, but you know that Edward Anifal was or is now the new editor-in-chief of British Vogue. He's replaced Alexandra Schulman, and he's making all kinds of hires. And one of them is basically bringing all his friends on board. And he's, br- he's brought Pat McGrath as beauty editor at large. So, I mean, that's like the sweetest gig. and basically means you have a lot of power and you're not in the office. But he's also brought um, Guido Paolo, his hairstylist, Sam McKnight hairstylist, Charlotte Tilbury, and Val Garland. Wait, what are they? They're contributing beauty editors. So he's brought like basically a fierce gang of, you know, beauty experts to be editors. Where's the fat mascara masthead position for British Vogue? I Edward. Don't, we, Wait, didn't you work with him? No. At some point? No. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, all I heard about was Pat McGrath, which was news enough for me. Well, she said, it's been an honor to be a part of my dear friend Edward's vision for British Vogue. Um, she's worked with basically everyone. She wants to push the boundaries. This is a quote, but she's going to be pushing the boundaries of beauty and artistry while honoring the past and the esteem of this prestigious publication, close quote. I'm sure she's also going to be typing out those goddamn long beauty product names and checking the prices and making them fit in those little layout boxes just like we do. Somehow I feel like that responsibility has been delegated to someone else on the team. That's the beauty editor at Small. (laughs) It's their job. Um, Well, in honor of this, I was thinking we should share some advice with with Pat, our good friend, Mm -hmm. now that she's one of us. Patty. Patty. Or it does not suit (laughs) at all. She's like an OBE or whatever, like... She's a knight, isn't she, basically? I don't know if she's been she's, – she's an OB, but I'm yeah. going to call her knight. Yeah. Knight McGrath. Um, so I came up with a couple, like, thoughts of, like, here's how to be a beauty editor. I have tips for her. I, I hope you have some, okay. too. Okay. Number one, never promise coverage. Mm. This means if you have good friends at other beauty companies and you want to put their products in and they get all excited and you're like, darling, I'm going to put you in the December issue. You never promise. You just say, I hope to include you in the December issue because Lord knows shit always hits the fan and then you have to cut the product and everybody's mad at you. So beauty lesson number one for Pat, what do you have? Um, I think my best, my best beauty advice is talking to people, asking questions, and not necessarily at events or PR dates, but just like in general, just asking questions. That's good advice. In life. Yeah, be curious. Yeah, be be curious. Um, I feel like I get the best ideas for some talking to like friends, like husbands, wives, and just listening to actual people, not press releases. 
Very good. Okay, then I have one more tip. We'll okay, give her three tips. It? It's okay. not nearly as helpful as yours. Mine was going to be open all your mail immediately <laughs> because so many times I've been like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that box of unordered beauty products or whatever. And then I open it up and it's like mad perishable and there's stinky stuff all over. This just happened to me, by the way. Somebody sent me pickled fermented vegetables with probiotics. Don't understand how that tied I in. I, know, I think I know what you're talking I about. I guess it tied into like the probiotic beauty product. That thing sat while I was on vacation for eight days in our like warm, gross beauty closet. And when I finally opened it, mm, not good. Somehow I think Pat's not opening the mail that comes to her either. No bueno. She's got a team. The, the beauty editor at small. <laughs> and the beauty editor at medium. <laughs> I'm not going to let this joke die. Okay, so Pat McGrath, welcome to the beauty editor ranks. We salute you. Or we knight you. Or what do you do in England? Jess, you live there. Um, yeah, you get you get an OBE if you're lucky. Cheerio. Jen, I heard some really distressing news about you recently. What? What? It's been going around the beauty beat. What? I'm really not sure if I want to tell everyone, but I'm just going to say it. Heard you don't wear eyeshadow. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that we're doing this segment. I was like, wait, what? Do you really have gossip about me? Yeah. It's really messed up. Oh, are all the girls talking about me at the events and whatnot? Think of all those four pans and quads and solos that you're just like shelving away, never to touch your lids. I forget how you found this. I don't know. I can't believe you don't know this about me. Like, I'll try. I guess I I don't see it on your eyes. Well, if it's not, if you don't see it, it's not happening. I'll try it every now and then. I think I raised a wand at one point to something. But yeah, I don't wear eyeshadow. Why don't you wear eyeshadow? Is it like a political statement? Yeah, it's my protest (laughs) against the shadow, like, patriarchy. Patriarchy. <laughs> no, yeah, what's I. The deal? Okay, I think it goes back to when I was younger, and I used to get the, those crazy big department store like blockbuster palettes with a hundred shadows that yes. like have zero <laughs> color payoff. Yeah. And like when you're little, like, like dig your fingernails. Oh yeah, and when you're little, you would put on like eyeshadow would always be the first thing when I was doing dress up with like my mom and not my mom, but like my friends with my mom's makeup, and it looks horrible. And you know. I was a baby of the 80s, so, like, all those colors and they were color coordinated. It just feels so old school to me to put shadow on my lids. Also, I don't have nearly the surface area of lid that you have, so there's not a lot of room to work with. It's not about how much lid you have. It's about how you work with the lid. Okay. But I, like, I put color there. It's just not shadow. What color are you putting there? Well, I'll use, and maybe this is the distinction that we need to make. Like, there's a lot of products out there that sort of act as a shadow but aren't shadows. So a lot of the eye primers and eye bases that, like, cancel out discoloration. Back in the day, I used to use Lemonade from Benefit because, like, the yellow would cancel out the veininess of my lids. That's great, by the way, if you're fairer skin tone. Um, Then Urban Decay Eye Primer, they have, like, eight versions now. Some of them practically look like shadow. They have, like, champagne-iness to them. Okay, so you're not going completely bare. No, because I I do think they look purpley and dark. And why are you winking at me? What's happening? I'm thinking. thinking. Oh, okay. And um, Trish McAvoy Eye Base, I love that. It's almost like... I guess it would be like a cream shadow. It's like cream to powder finish, and it's just sort of skin toned. Does that count? Yes and no. So you're doing something. You are making an effort. I don't think like everyone needs to wear eyeshadow. I'm not like some psycho, but I do think that they really can. I, I've heard this actually from other editors. I yeah. think 
don't, I feel like the third week in a row I'm mentioning her. I think Jean Godfrey June doesn't wear eyeshadow. Another editor, I'm not going to call her out, doesn't wear eyeshadow. Somebody said once, like, women don't wear eye, an editor's like, women don't, like, real women don't wear eyeshadow. I actually d- disagree. I think that a lot of women do. Yeah. Um, I've also read, um, do you know that woman, like, Cindy for Oh, Cindy older, Joseph. Yeah, Cindy Joseph. I love her. I've she, interviewed her. She's the best. She has a great tips for um, more mature women, and one of her top tips is stop wearing eyeshadow. She feels that it's aging. Maybe that's where it got into my head. But you've been doing this for a long time now. Oh, so, like, I interviewed her a while you're ago. Not even the, you're not the demo that she's talking about okay. now. Um, I think that this association with this kind of, like, showgirl 1980s, like, Delta Burke crazy, like, you know pinks, purples, peacock kind of yeah. thing is where, where it goes wrong. Whenever I wear eyeshadow and I get lots of compliments, you do. it is usually some kind of like in the nude family for in the, during the day. Bobby Brown has an amazing nude palette. Um, Charlotte Tilbury has like this palette called the Sophisticate, which is incredible nudes. Like, just and those Urban girls. Decay Nakeds that everybody it, loves. Exactly. Naked Heat is so hot in my office. That's like the Gwen hot. Gwen Flamberg per- mentioned that the other day. Right? Everybody's obsessed with Naked Heat right now. Yeah. I looked at it. It's actually quite beautiful. So I do think we have to divorce this this connotation. I have one that I'm, I'm wearing oh, today. Did you, wait, did you? I brought a little show and tell. Might, might I like it? Yeah. Th- th- this is crazy. It looks crazy colors. It I am. Like and that sponge applicator, that's actually half the problem for Get me. Get rid of the sponge. I'm, throw it, I'm throwing it on the floor. Those things throw, just. Throwing it. Throwing okay. It. Yeah. Um, Get yourself a great fluffy brush. This, yeah, this is my other tip. So one, stick with the neutrals first. We've just shouted out a few different great palettes, and you don't need to go. The, I, all, I mentioned some very expensive palettes. L'Oreal, all, all these brands make great dupes of the Urban Decay one. L'Oreal. Oh, the CoverGirl makes a good knockoff yeah. of the, I don't know if it's a knockoff, but it's lovely. Inspired, yeah. I like it in theory, just I haven't practiced with it yet. Um, get, <laughs> get yourself, I'd say splurge on the brush. Get yourself a nice fluffy brush or a great, um, like a, like a, like a little, nice little brush that like something that does like a, a contour and then one that's great for just applying shadow just for the entire lid and have a little bit of a play and I think you'll notice that A, it enhances the color of your eyes like the right neutrals mm-hmm. and it just gives you more of a sultry smoky look that isn't too sexy for day and I think it's worth a shot. So what's the one you have there? Should I try so that? This is, oh, this, this I really kind of kicked up the drama for today. Um, this is called Inflame by Dior. But it's similar colors to that Urban Decay Heat that is really cool. Like yeah, lots of reddish. corally reddish neutrals. Do not be afraid of coral on the Do you eyes. think even on my brown eyes? Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes like the kind of the pinkier tones. This is, I'm not bringing like a, a color theory angle to this, but I've noticed when I put on like pinkier tones, it actually makes my eyes look more intense. I have hazel hmm. eyes and it makes them look more green. I have shit brown eyes. Do you think it'll help? I hate when people say that. Stop that's what that. Aunt Ellen says. Well, that wasn't very kind. I'm gonna try that pretty coral though. That's, yeah, and just that's just nice. dab first. Just build it up and do it like on a Saturday when you've got nothing to do. Okay, you're so lucky. I'm gonna try that this weekend. We'll see if I get on board with the eyeshadows. And, and yeah, and start start with cheapy first. Don't don't buy it. You don't have to buy a fancy palette first. Start cheap, and then if you love a color, then build up to the cheap, fancy ones. but not department store, big blockbuster, no color payoff, cheap. Correct. Word. Everything is blue. His pills, his hands, his jeans. Now I'm covered in the colors. Pull apart at the seams. It gets blue. Jess, along the lines of, remember when we talked about the hair that's oily at the roots and dry at the ends? Combo hair. 
Exactly. Combination hair. Give it a new name. All sorts of new products you can use for it. I feel like this new trend I've been seeing might be that. They're calling it hair makeup. These people, <laughs> they're calling it hair, hair makeup. makeup. Okay. So I brought one here. It's the Clairol one that just launched last month in July. So it's it's not semi-permanent. It's literally washout hair color. Okay. Tempora- temporary hair color. Sure. Let's, if you will. Have you seen these? I have. I saw it um, done on a mannequin like a few a few months ago. It looks pretty cool. The, co- the color crate from Clairol? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on a mannequin. Okay, so I, when I saw, I brought one I here. I love the applicator. Yeah, it's like a little sponge tip applicator. It looks almost like a, like a, like a concealer or something. So I brought it here to, to bring it out and be like, is this a different product than, you know, temporary hair colors of yesteryear? Yeah. Why? Well, uh, I'm I mean, doing it right now. Should I do it right here on my oh dark my God, hair? You're gonna, you're gonna do it. I'm, gonna I'm do using it right the now. color um, shimmering platinum. So it just looks like a silvery gel to me. How's it look? What's it, it doing? Looks pretty good. You know what looks different? What? Like the applicator is really good. And I used to put like a purple in high school, like a yeah. temporary, and I would just have to put it on with my hands. It was like a little pump. And it was just like this little greasy purple section, like super gross. Did you do that? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. I thought it was cute. That's why I'm like, I don't know if this is a new thing because I remember (laughs) Halloween, you know, I'd always pick my costume based on, can I get the spray on temporary hair color? Like if I was the bumblebee, like we're going to be a bumblebee so I can spray on some yellow stripes into my hair. Do you remember those? They were like all crunchy. So, so I'm going to die from the smell. Yeah, oh my God, you definitely got like huffing. I was huffing before, like, I even knew what huffing was because I'd be like, so good, this metallic hair color spray. And you'd get it at the party, party city. Party city, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so I'm putting on Color Crave. Okay, the one thing I will say, I don't know how the color looks to you, but it's definitely not as crunchifying as those sprays of no, yesteryear. Turn, I want a profile of you. Do you want me in the light? Should I do that movement where the YouTubers do where they just like oh sort of God. tilt their head? Very slowly. What do you think? Um, it's not showing up like crazy. I think you actually need more. That's about, I like that it's buildable. I don't want Marcia Kilgore to think I like am putting on silver sparkles just for her. So I might not put on more just now. But it is, it is buildable. I think that it's good for someone that doesn't want to be like scared, like, you know, witless in their bathroom. And they're fun colors. Yeah, so this, this one's is like subtle. This is like grown up hair color. Actually, now that I'm looking at you're right. It's definitely not Party City. There's silver, there's gold, there's like a purplish or red, and they all have like three, 3D crystals. Oh, my God. That just makes me want to put it on for sure. Um, other brands are doing this too. And I remember Dior had a hair mascara back in the day mm, that was sort of like remember? this. Remember? Yeah. That, that was like my first department store makeup product that I bought. Um, anyway, I feel like this is just temporary hair color, but I like that they gave it a new name because it kind of gets me re-excited. Hair makeup. It's a whole new category, and it's less crunchifying. Guys, if you are if you're going to experiment this, will you report back to us and let us know what you find? I don't just want reports. I want pictures, people. Pictures. Tag me in your pictures. Visual evidence. At Fat Mascara. I'm a businessman. I've got a business plan. I've got the wickedest brand. I'm so gifted and you just sit and jam. I'll keep the business running. you got a twisted family. Okay, we're here with Marcia Kilgore. She's like a badass beauty entrepreneur. You founded like a lot of brands that we all know. Fit Flops we were just talking about. Bliss Spa, Remed Skincare. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Yeah. Okay. And Soap and Glory. And your latest baby, Beauty, beauty Pie. Pie. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but we'll, we have some other questions first, right? I cannot believe that I'm sitting here with the maker of the Fit Flop. Yeah. 
Thank and, you so and the much. Bliss Spa Empire. Thank you so much. Also. I know. I mean, yeah, the you empire. are like, yeah, <laughs> seriously. You know crazy. I, I used to think it was more of a social club. Bliss, <laughs> Bliss was a social club it, at the time. Yeah, it, it was. was. You know, the downtown kind of Buena Vista facial club. <laughs> we put it that way. Yeah. We had such a good time. Yeah. It was a very special time in New York, actually. Well, let's start even earlier than that. Yeah. What was your first job ever? My first job ever? Okay, I, have to, I probably was a babysitter or a gymnastics coach. You were a gymnastics coach. I was, yeah. That's why you know about ergonomics and posture and yes, things. Yes, and all that, the ground reaction force and the gait and the, yes, very important joint movements, all of that led into footwear. And in fact, I think after I was a gymnastics coach, I was a bodybuilder. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, a I grew up in Canada and there was really not much to do. And so my sister was dating a guy whose brother owned a gym, and I went down to the gym one day and was trained by, you know, Miss Canada Bodybuilding. How old and were you got at this into point? it? I think fifteen. Is this where they like go up on stage and like oil up and like pose it out? I'm embarrassed to say yes. <gasps> but I was pictures. I was. I think I have a few. That's my hair amazing. was. My hair was terrible. What was it like? It was sort of like permed. Yeah. <laughs> it was the it. bad. Yeah, you know the bad sort of 1980s perm. Yeah, not got, okay. No, yeah, not can I? I'm trying Were not to. Were you like this, it. like lean little, like muscle thing? I was. I looked. I looked very Olympian. I okay. wasn't big because I was still a teenager, and of course, I wouldn't do steroids or anything like, like that. Like a little, like Dominique Mociano. I don't even know who that is. She look her up. Okay, she's big. Okay, wait, yeah, I wasn't big. I, I just look. People <laughs> no, I mean, she was like a New big York. gymnast, like popular. Wait, is she tall, short? No, she's like they're all little. They're she all was in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, how would you say? Compact. You, know, compact. you weren't like, yeah. No, I was more like a, I guess you'd look at me and think, if I was walking down the street, I was like a, you know, heptathlete or something. I had okay. that kind of build yeah. at the time. Wait, I was, so I was going to ask you about your first beauty product, and now I'm thinking maybe it was like body bronzer. Or it might oil. have been some kind of body bronzer. But th- think back, like some what was your introduction channel. to beauty? Like what product was it? Bonnie Bell Lip Smackers. Oh, it's a good one. Do you remember those? Yeah, do you remember your yes. flavor? Uh, strawberry, probably. Mm, okay. Yes, and then there was also the Apri Apricot Facial Scrub. Oh, oh, yes. Don't you remember that? I was more of a St. Ives girl, but oh, that yeah. was probably the precursor and to that. And there was Noxema. Oh, yeah. Right? That smell Which will bring me right back. Which we hoped would get rid of our acne. I mm. almost bought that the other day to put on my mosquito bites. Like Noxema? I was craving it. I was just cooling craving like it. It's so cooling. Yeah, just smack it on. Yeah, because there's camphor in it. Oh, is that is yes. it, that's the cooling thing? Which is right? the same stuff in... Carmex. Oh. And I'm not going to say anything about... Other people's products. Okay. Or okay. anything, you know, Smart what Bambi, move. what was it? Thumper's mother said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything <laughs> at all. Right. Yes. Well, you make things a little bit more sophisticated than those products now, <laughs> Well, I you guess. know what? I think a lot of people like camphor because of that cooling feeling. But I if love you put it. it on your lips, it dries them, right? Yeah. We've even talked about that, like menthol and camphor. Yes. Like, no. Yeah. Feels well, good menthol for a is second. okay on the legs. Yeah. I bet you could use a little but menthol But you don't like right menthol now. in a lip product? <laughs> no. Hmm. Menthol and camphor are very drying on the lips. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you want to put it on again. Oh, is that when people say like, I think that you know TK or you know, X product is addictive? Yes. Do you actually like? Is that what? It is addictive because oh. you have to keep putting it on because your lips are dry. Okay, so we've just addressed a very common beauty myth here. Well, it's not even a myth. It's it's it's, it's a just fact a, then. a perception. Wow. Yeah, okay. You, thank yeah. you, Marcia. So. Then you, okay, I'm fast forwarding from like the, you know, the gym mats to bliss. 
Yes. That's a, it's a bit of a jump. But how did you go from like being like this crazy gymnast to like 90s spa, like, you know, entrepreneur? Yeah. And for people around the world that don't know, what is Bliss Spa or what was it? What was it? Well, how do you describe Bliss? You called it the Buena Vista Social Club of Facials. It was, you know, when I started Bliss, I'd actually had a little place called Let's Face It before that for four years. And okay. I started, I learned to give facials to fix my own skin. Um, because I was a personal trainer in New York and it was sweaty and hot and my skin got really terrible. And so one summer I took a crash course in how to do facials and started to practice doing facials on all of my personal training clients who were very kind and trusting and let me actually touch their faces even though I had very little experience at the time. Were you working at like one of the big gyms? Uh, I worked at a gym called Madison Avenue Muscle, which was where Jean-Claude Van Damme Worked out. I and, love it. And his girlfriend at the time, Gladys Portuguese, and she was sort of the Jean-Claude Van Damme of female bodybuilding. Oh, wow. And uh, it was a really, you know, cool little gym. And then I started doing other personal training clients just, you know, on my own. So I had Carrie Fisher. Oh, wow. Who was a blast. Mm-hmm. Right? Wait, so you, was... per- you personally trained her? Yes, I personally did. Did she get a facial also? I never gave her a facial. She was in and out of L.A. all the time, so I would go to her house when she was married to Paul Simon. (gasps) And I have a story about that, but I can't tell it. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. The pain. Yes, I know. It's a good story, too. I'll tell you later. And um, so I I did that, and I had a lot of... um, My sister was a model, so I had a lot of people who referred through her, Mm -hmm. and one model would send another model, and then a model would send an actress, and then an actress would send a stylist. And so eventually, when I opened my little, you know, one-room place, I had everybody from, you know, the Victoria's Secret girls coming in for facials to Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth. Oh, how cool. To um, Lori Goldstein, who was like a super stylist, to Stephen Mysell, to... Gosh, you know, and this is you because name your, it, your sister Marcus was like in the, Oh, hello, Remember, right? Uh-huh. Hello, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so did you? So this is because like you had the fashion connections from your sister. Well, I think it started that way, and then mm-hmm. in fact, you have to do a good job. Well, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. No. So I'm not saying like you know, oh, yeah, no, you just had like the Rolodex from no. you know heaven, but it's like it started, sure, certainly. So because you got your foot in the door, and then referrals, referrals, referrals. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think obviously that's a, a population that needs to look good. So right. you have to kind of get in there and have people trusting you. So I was really lucky. But you also did a lot of really good branding because the spa culture at the time was like a little bit frou-frou right well, and you went a different way with yours it was very eastern european yeah yeah and so it was the romanians and the russians who had the spas uptown uh-huh and i really gold wanted- accents a lot of like marble and gold accents yes. in the old school kind of places yes and yeah. a lot of steam mm-hmm. and i had actually gone to a place uptown um on 53rd and between, I can't remember, 53rd and 3rd or something like mm-hmm. that, and saved a lot of money after an economics final to go up and have this facial. And my skin was quite bad still. And I remember going to have the facial and having this Romanian woman steam my face and look over me. And this was a, a real treat for me because I was trying mm-hmm. to pay my way through university part-time. Mm-hmm. And she looked over over the steamer at my skin and went, oh. And then she said, what a pity. <gasps> In a real, you know, heavy accent. And we then... talked about the shaming. In the, the shaming yeah. was terrible. And, and then she went out and got the gentleman who ran or owned the place to come in and also look at my skin and say, oh, oh my God, oh no, oh no. And I had saved my money up for about six months to go treat myself to this To get facial. someone to insult you. <laughs> I felt really bad leaving. And I remember leaving thinking, wow, if I ever had a place 
where I had people come in for treatments, I would never let them feel bad right. when they were leaving. And that's the idea of bliss. Right. The idea mm-hmm. of bliss was that you would come in, and no matter what you looked like, you were going to feel great when you were there and when you left. It was yeah. sort of a, a mental vacation also for you, besides having your pampering done. And you also, just because we're magazine girls, I have to ask about this before we talk about some of your other businesses. You had these catalogs that I, I remember my first magazine job, I guess I wasn't a very good writer, and the senior editor was like, go get a bliss catalog and read it. For pro- to write about products, because the way I wrote about products were very boring, she oh. said. And and it was very voicey, the catalog. I don't know, a lot of girls got them monthly, Yeah, the, right? yeah, the, ca- did you... the catalogs were really fun. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, was that your baby? And did you ever actually write the stuff in there, or did you hire people? I wrote all the stuff I in those feeling. catalogs. I had a feeling. Yeah, I didn't have the money to hire somebody to write them. Mm-hmm. I had a client at the time who was a photographer, so he did all the pictures for free. And then we hired, I had another client who was an illustrator, so at the beginning, mm-hmm. she did the illustrations. The yeah, the covers. You, and before then, everybody was doing those illustrations, you had them, those little fashion illos of the early aughts mm-hmm. and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun, actually. And we had no idea what we were doing. Actually, when we went to we went to mail the first catalog, and I think we made 60,000 of them or something like that, because we had, it all started because a gorgeous friend of mine who was a journalist wrote about a cream that we sold in Vogue. Which one? Um, it was Karen Herzog Phytocombi. Oh, Karen oh, And yes. it was part of a story about cult creams, and the picture taken was by a ring pen. And it was this great photograph of a model having milk poured over her head. And then they talked about these different creams that you could buy. I feel like I remember Mm -hmm. that story, but yeah. yeah. And the phone rang for about four months. And people were calling from all over the country to get this cream. Yeah. And, you know, such is the power of the media, as you know. And it must have been described in just this perfect way. So we were shipping out this cream, but then people would, would call back to get, you know, anything else. What else do you have? So we thought, well, if we're shipping this cream out, let's do a catalog. Oh. Of course, we had no idea about the catalog business or that you should make X, you know, mm-hmm. X amount of return per square inch. Because back then, mail order, you were supposed to actually measure. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I remember being quite influenced by the J. Peter May catalog, which you uh-huh. probably remember also. <laughs> Because they could tell such a beautiful story yeah. about a product. And then, unfortunately... I only know it from Seinfeld, but... <laughs> oh, they had brilliant writing and brilliant you know, illustrations also. And they would make you dream about that product. Yeah. yeah. So I remember thinking, well, you know, everyone's asking, what else do we sell? Let's put a catalog in with this outgoing cream. And then maybe they'll call back and buy something else. And mm. so we decided to make a catalog, but had no clue about the catalog industry. And it is an industry. And right? Well, so, not anymore, but then it was. Yeah. You sold so much, like such a wide range of product in the catalog. You sold, I remember seeing Remed for the first yes. time in the, in the catalog. Yeah. Karen Herzog. Yeah. Um, did you sell like a, I felt like you sold devices. You sold things for your thighs. You sold brushes. We sold, you know, I had a lot of clients. So in those days, we also had a lot of very influential New Yorkers who were creating a lot of cool things yeah. coming into the spa who we were giving facials to. So there was a woman named Temple St. Clair Carr who did jewelry. Did jewelry, yeah. Temple yeah. St. Clair jewelry. So we sold her earrings. And they yeah, were it was about, like a, modge, a hodgepodge. $500, yeah. yes. But they were these beautiful little, you know, earrings, leafy earrings. Kate Spade made a messenger bag, like a bliss bag. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jones did a bliss hat. So it was really cool because, yeah. we, you know, we had this... Um, group of artists who were all doing their own thing and and we would have our mascara yeah. and then we would have also these items. And then when did you start creating like private, I'm saying private label, that sounds so like, you know, 
throwaway, but when did you start creating your own, when did you start creating your own Bliss products? products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not very good with dates. I kind of, it all Well, how rolls. many years, how many years were you, you know, after you created Bliss, did you say, you know what, we have, you know, we a, know. built an audience here and we should start and creating we can, products. Yeah, we can figure out what to do. I, I think we started doing some body products probably mm-hmm. a year after launching this bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was it the lemon long. and sage or was it something else? Um, there was something called Lower, lower Body Blaster. That was your first product? It was. There were two. Uh-huh. Okay. The Lemon and Sage Shower Gel came later and I have a great story about how we got that fragrance, like in the middle of a wildfire in grass. So you did lower body blaster and some and like body products? I think it was called Super Sloth Scrub. Do you remember that? It was in a 16-ounce Boston Round. Was this the one that came in like a vanilla and bergamot scent? No, that was uh, that much further on. That I was love actually that one. after I had already sold the business and left. Oh, we'll that get one to that. launched. Yeah. So, um, but Lemon and Sage was really one of the very first ones. So you did products. You had a catalog. You had a spa, and you did end up. We had wax too. Oh, oh the poetic waxing kit. Yes. So and glamour oh. gloves and all. This oh yeah, stuff. those were great. Those from Sillipos We. In New I Jersey. swear to God. Like I probably bought so many poetic waxing kits when I was in like high school and college, yeah. and I'd like lay down on like the couch, and my mother would just like go to town. Yeah, your that... mom waxed you. Yeah. What part of your body? Like my face. Oh, that wax. Yeah, not like a bikini <laughs> wax. Well, that was a brilliant wax. No, like my like, like it was my, so my easy to use. Face, it was like cold, right? I was yeah, it was a cold wax, but it was no actually. No, it was you a have hot to heat wax. it up. You, oh, you yeah, yeah, it was in the microwave in the little tinny thing. No, you no, put, no, you put it on the stove. Yes. Oh, yeah, on you the stove. You didn't want to microwave things because they don't heat evenly. It was evenly. a whole production. I have to say, it was a whole production. It's a bit of a production, but there was no better way to do that. And you know, we worked for about five years to try and get a heater through anywhere. You know, Brazil was making some but then we couldn't get the right um the stove still worked the best huh? so it was just the easiest and so we just had people warm up it, well, it was messy um but i have to say it really Painless. really worked yeah. yes <laughs> like because a waxing shrink, towel waxing it would shrink t-shirt. wrap your hair right and you put oil on underneath to stop you know, it from listen, sticking to your we skin. Like, we we like use the oil sometimes. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. We just had to get the job done. Yeah, but the oil really helped reduce the stickiness to <sighs> your Matlin's skin. Matlin's mom did not care. She was like, we're getting the hair out. No, I just like, I was like, I was the prepper. Where did like, you have the hair? Um, my, this, like, okay, my cheek, little... like, I used to have, like, really, like, heavy peach fuzz, and I was very self-conscious about it, and then I also used to have, like, a wacko hairline, and I was, I mean, it's not super straight now, but I was very self-conscious, so. You let your mom wax your hairline? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, beauty day. Wow, that's true. So we'd get, we'd get the that's bliss adorable. thing. Yeah. I hope I never heard the story. Because, I mean, I have lots of stories. And, but we tried different wax. We tried, um, I'm not going to say the name on the air, because I don't want to, it didn't work for me. Yeah. But we tried. Dumpers mother. Sh- yeah, we tried <laughs> strips. We tried, you know, like we tried clear strips. We tried all kinds of things. No, no, no. And it was like I was looking for no offense, an easier, cleaner route, something that wasn't going to take half a Sunday. Yeah, this was the best one. It's really great. Yeah, and yeah. You st- they still sell it. They probably yeah, they, they should. They it was a service. It was like a public service, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Because it's so easy to use. It's not painful, and a lot of people, you know, are really embarrassed about facial hair and or other parts of their body hair, and it was so easy it was you could see where you were putting it it shrunk wrapped the hair pulled it out from the root you know it was it was good and safe yeah. right and effective yeah. and, and now you say they are still selling it which we should just explain you ended up selling this whole company the I products did. the spa yes when did that happen well i sold 70 percent of it to lvmh in 1999 okay and uh you know we were the hottest thing going but you were still with the brand because when i started out as a beauty editor you were 
Yeah, I stayed for five years. Okay. Um, because they wanted me to stay for five years, and I did. And um, it was, a, you know, a great time. And LVMH is a wonderful company, actually. Yeah. I would say I would sell them anything again. Yeah. Um, because they really put a lot of support in. And, you know, put in, you know, as when you're a young entrepreneur and you're doing facials from... 7.30 in the morning to 9 o'clock at night, and that's really what you do. And then and then licking stamps and putting them on a catalog. That, you did both those things. 60,000 stamps. We used to have pizza parties. I guess they didn't have self-adhesive stamps then. They did, but we didn't know about them, and we also didn't know about... <laughs> We didn't know about mailing houses, oh which we subsequently I found out. I can't believe you guys licked oh 60,000 stamps. Yeah, and we're well, not talking yeah. about like the 60s and 70s. This no. was like in 98 or 99, probably. We were tired. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so fun. You know what? It was so exciting to reach people like that. And yeah. when you talk about the catalog and the copy and how fun it was, um, that I think that was the happiest part of my career was to get letters. We would get letters from people saying... I got your catalog today, and I haven't bought anything yet, but I love it so much. And I'm a student, and I can't really afford anything, but I got it, and it, I laughed all the way to school. And oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you that's thought, so wow, sweet. I'm really reaching people out there and making them feel good. And that was such a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's yeah. so sweet. Well, a lot so. of beauty, like, words and advertising then was sort of, like, corrective. Like, you need this fixed. And you guys made it be, like, Fun. like kind of, hey, girlfriend. Yes. You know. Yeah, it was. In a way that's know? very normal now, but I think it was a little bit more revolutionary then it was quite revolutionary not then. to make us all sound super old but yeah anyway. we're a little we're, we're older than others well right yes <laughs> older than others i'm yeah, gonna using that we're experienced and not to like make you go through your entire resume but you built a couple more companies after that can yes. you tell us so after i sold bliss which i actually sold the rest of it in 2004 and that was to Starwood Hotels and Resorts. So it was the W Hotel came after us and also went to LVMH and said, hey, we, we would really like to have a bliss in the W Hotels. We really think we need a spa business to go in them. And at that time, LVMH was, I think, starting to look more at we're really a product company and not necessarily a service mm -hmm, company. Yeah. Uh, so they then transferred their interest and I transferred my interest to Starwood Hotels. So then I helped them for a year. And then I just felt like it had kind of become something that it wasn't as personal anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really love working directly with customers. That is the the fun part for me is to really talk to the women directly. I don't think I ever had more energy than after a 12-hour day of having people come in for facials. And I would leave having done 12 hours of facials, and I'd feel like I was flying because it was just so energizing to yeah. see Great. people yeah. and help them and make them feel good and then let them walk out the door glowing. It was just a you know beautiful feeling. So um, so I just thought I'd, I'd um, wanted to become a mom for a long time. And so I had a baby boy in 2004. So you took some time off. I mean, I know being parent is hard, but you, you didn't like just go straight into like, I'm going to start another company, right? Well, I kind of started another company in 2006. So I launched another company in 2006, and I had my son in 2004. So it was really, I took probably six months <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to think about what is another idea. Okay. And came up with the idea for Soap and Glory, um, which was my second, well, I guess third beauty business because I also had Laboratory Remed. Yes. Which yes. was based on this incredible permeation enhancer that we found by meeting these people in a Did really you just obscure... say permeation enhancer? Yes. What does that mean? Uh, permeation enhancers are 
um, I guess, ingredients that help other ingredients sink into the skin faster. I mean, that sounds like what it means, but yeah. I just wanted to check. <laughs> yes. So we, we actually found a lab that was making this really incredible cream in the middle of Pennsylvania that nobody knew about. And it was another one of those, have you ever read, I'm going off on one here, have you read that book, The Originals, or Originals by Adam no. Grant? No. Okay, so he talks about how people who come up with new ideas or entrepreneurs are people who read very broadly but then, you know, your funnel to the idea is very narrow. But you bring things from here, 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 here. And I've always been quite a scanner of mm -hmm. information. So I was scanning some magazine one day and saw this random ad for this cream that was, it was in a trade magazine. And it was the worst looking ad I'd ever seen, but it sounded really interesting. So I drove out to Pennsylvania one day to meet the people who were making this cream and subsequently figured out by talking to a woman who... Um, this was not Z Bugatti, was it? No, it was it oh. was Alchemy. Oh. So Alchemy was yeah. the first Labrador Med cream, mm. but she was making it under some other name. Yeah. I can't even remember what they were You're calling it. You're much better it. probably at branding than she was. It wasn't it wasn't the best mm -hmm, hers. Mm -hmm. Um and then we also hers smelled horrendous. Mm. So we actually went it was but it was such an efficacious product. So we went to Mannheimer, which was a fragrance house, and they helped us to mask this smell. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the smell was the permeation enhancer. Oh. And so it was a fragrance ingredient in fact that made this all sink down into the skin. And it was, it's a really long story, but that lab was actually owned by somebody, no, wait, there was a woman who was doing an internship there whose dad worked for a company in Florida who had another permeation enhancer. So we then went to Florida to meet them, and they were using this permeation enhancer for tests for, uh, I think, glucose levels. Yeah. But they weren't, no one was using it for cosmetics. So we got this other permeation enhancer which was not being used by anyone at the time to put into the subsequent laboratory med products. Yeah. And that was also sold to LVMH, which was then put into the St. Regis Hotel Group as a spa brand. Got it. So that was my second beauty brand. Yeah, and then Soap and Glory. And then Soap and Glory was my third. N no permeation enhancers <laughs> there? No. Okay, just no. fun. Yeah, a what lot of fun. What was the thinking behind Soap and Glory? You know, at the time, reading the magazines and the trends and seeing what was happening in the world, there was a lot of worry about global warming. There was a lot of worry about excess. So you would read, and at the time I was living in London, you'd read about David Beckham only wearing his underwear once. Mm -hmm. Right? I yeah. don't remember that yeah. story, but that's hilarious. Yes. Okay. And, and just this sort of terrible excess and waste. And then at the same time, you're reading about global warming, warming and, and waste building up and landfill and all this. And I thought, you know what? We have to kind of roll this back and make something that is sort of the most bang for your beauty budget. Yeah. And that was the idea behind Soap and Glory. It was simple. It was a return to those sort of 1950s values. And you could see that in the packaging. And it was something that was sort of wholesome and pure and fun and a really good deal. So you get a lot of product for not very much money. Yeah. Also, at the same time, what I wanted to do was, you know, you'd see in fashion a lot of collaborations. Mm -hmm between high street vendors like H&M and Comme des Garcons, right? right? And I thought, why can't the beauty industry have something like this where you have a really high-quality product but not for very much money? Mm -hmm. I see the groundwork being, being laid for yeah. future businesses. Yeah. Do you feel democratic? like that was something that you were... I mean, we're going to get to Beauty Pie in a second, and, and Jen, you just hinted, like, hinted at it, but do you think that 
you were trying like after working, I mean, you worked with Remed and like Bliss was obviously not like, you know, a cheap day out. Were you trying to do something that was a little bit more democratic? You know, were you disillusioned with the with the luxury market? I think I'm just democratic. I grew up in a you know family. My father died when I was 11. We never had very much money, and you didn't always fit in if you were the poor kid. And so I think I felt mm. that pretty acutely throughout my younger life. Girls can also be really mean when you're young. You and, don't say, right? You don't say. And I think that I saw my mother having such a difficult time. Mm. I had a difficult time when I was younger. And I, I think that really affected me in terms of wanting to do something that would just make women feel good and every woman feel good. Because as a younger girl, I was, I wouldn't say ostracized as such, but I was not the prettiest girl. I was probably one of the smarter girls, but was never into gossip or, you know, hanging out with the cliques or any of that. So I just didn't really fit into that mean girl thing that happens, I think, when every girl, every girl yeah. becomes a teenager, they yeah. can be very mean. And I just didn't understand it. So it was really tough. I was quite lonely, I think, at that time. Mm -hmm. So I think there were a lot of things that happened in terms of my career where I just wanted to make women feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make them all feel good, not just the ones who could afford it. Yeah. So, yes, certainly when I started Bliss, uh, actually before Bliss, I had that little place called yeah. Let's Face It. And a facial was probably $25. Wow. And, you know, I had, you know, back then, remember Babel Gilberto? You must know who she is. Oh, the singer. Like yeah, the, the singer. Brazilian? Yeah, she's no, 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 no. Gilberto's daughter. She had a famous album, you know. In the 90s. Was it in the 90s? I don't know, maybe. Oh, she was so, she was so good. It was great to have the top down on your car and just cruise. Um, and she used to come to me when she didn't, you know, she was just starting in New York. She wasn't a famous musician. And she would write checks for her $25 and say, can you hold this? <laughs> oh, can you funny. hold this check for two weeks? And you did, I, I bet. Of course I did. Yeah. It was just so fun, you know. I was, I was still doing personal training, so I could still pay my rent. Yeah. So I would do personal training, then I'd go to my office and do a facial, and then right. go do personal training, and then come back and do a facial or wax somebody's legs. And the um, yeah. let's face it, that was did you when you started? Let's face it, did you like stop doing personal training, or did you have both at the same time? I had to have both at the same time. And if you read the originals book by Adam Grant, you'll see that most real entrepreneurs hedge their bets. And I was hedging my bets when I was nineteen, but I still, yeah. you know, I still had pretty much all of my personal training clients, and then I had this one room studio first where I would go and try and build up my facial business mm -hmm. or my aesthetics business and then I would still be you know in Soho doing a facial and then going up to 96th street to some gym to train a client and then back down to Soho hustler yeah you gotta be you know yeah. on your we, toes we've danced around it but let's talk about it beauty pie yeah what how'd you get the idea for it? what is it and how the hell do you sell your mascara for two dollars and twelve cents Okay. But it's like prestige quality mascara. Yes. How do we start? Explain. <laughs> Explain. Well, elevator pitch. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? I have so many elevator pitches. Okay. <laughs> so, um, really in a nutshell, I wanted to be in the beauty industry even after I sold my last company, which was Soap and Glory. Mm -hmm. However, I'm now at the stage where I've done it so many times and I've done product development for 25 years, and I know what the product really costs coming out of the factory, and I know how retail works, which I think is now a little bit archaic. And I think for a lot of customers, their own personal brand is more important to them than any brand that they buy. 
So if you look at your Instagram page and what it looks like and what that, in terms of your personality, portrays to the world, that's more interesting to most people and more important, and they spend more energy on that than aligning themselves with whatever is stamped on a mascara. Mm -hmm. And I think going forward, women should be their own beauty brand. So I thought, how can I continue to do what I love and what I'm really good at, which is sourcing product, understanding the product chemistry. I've stared for 20 years at people's faces, used product on it, seen what happened, sent them away with a product to use for a month. They've come back. I can see if it worked or not. So I really know very intimately which ingredients work and which combinations, what to use on people, what not to use on people, which kind of layers they should use, et cetera, et cetera. So I have this very hands-on experience, not only from the facial perspective, but also from the formulating perspective. And I know that how the industry works is that in a luxury environment, so premium and luxury products often retail for 10 times what they cost to make. In, cosme in cosmetic products? Cosmetics Personal care products. Pers okay. Yeah, in luxury, skincare, and cosmetics. So if a product costs $100 at the store, okay. it's likely that it costs $10 or less Including coming the packaging, the formula, coming out shipping. of the factory. Not necessarily shipping. Okay. Although shipping, if you get free shipping from a website, it's built into, it's the, built into the cost of the product. Okay. So I realized that at this stage, what I really wanted to do is go and use all my expertise to make and find the best products in the world by working with the labs that I've worked with for a really long time and bring them to my women mm -hmm. <laughs> for what they cost to make. So I want to work again directly for the women like I did, you know, at Bliss. Yeah. That's the fun part for me. Not necessarily having to go to a buyer of a retail chain and convince them that my idea is mm -hmm. good and all of that, which really filters down the greatness that you can bring to somebody. And so I thought, you know, these days women are really used to having memberships to things or paying for something every month. So right. why not create something where every woman can kind of own a tiny little bit, and it's not really ownership, but by being a member, it's almost like you own a tiny little bit of a cosmetics conglomerate, which allows you to step in the back door of these factories and buy your product at the factory cost, right. which is 10% of what you'd usually pay at retail. So our job and my team's job, because I've got about six people now doing product sourcing with me, is to go out there to the best factories in the world and the best labs and suppliers who supply the luxury cosmetics brands, test all their product, because they supply you know, similar product to everybody, um, and bring the very best stuff to our customers. How do the, um, the factories feel about this? Well, I think at the moment there's such a shift in terms of retail and you know, different ways to sell in terms of direct-to-customer. Factories need business. And they don't know where it's going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but, but like the factories, you don't think they'll still be, like, they're still going to have their clients. Like the, I'm not saying you're sh buying from these factories. You're not saying anything. But like factories will always have like Chanel and Mac and you know all being made at the same place. For yeah, people who yeah. Don't they, are that, they're yeah. not? Are, I don't. I can't imagine unless I don't know. Like that they're losing those their that business. So like, why do they need to sell their products at cost? Well, they don't. Well, they sell their products at cost, cost to everyone. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, to um, what you know, what, what is in their interest to sell to Beauty Pie? Like, I would be scared if if, if I'm a big factory, mm -hmm. I would be scared to do that. Well, well but you're yeah, you're selling it to me at the mm -hmm. same price mm -hmm. that you'd sell it to any other beauty brand. 
No, I understand that, but yeah. I, it, it's kind of like giving and away you the game. Give, right, but she doesn't say but it's from game, this factory actually, and they also do Chanel yeah. mascara. But the game has been given away several times. Mm. So in the media, if you, and I know probably not in American media as much, but in the UK media, which is, you know, they tell everything. There have been several articles already about how this is made in the same factory as that, which is made in the same factory as yeah. that, which is made in the same factory as that. We talked and, about it with like the Kardashians and ColourPop and their mm-hmm. colored products were at the same manufacturer. Very likely. Yeah, people are smarter, I guess. Yeah. Know. So the okay, manufacturers just want to fill their capacity, right? They've mm-hmm. got lines. Because oh, they lose money if they're not running their machines at a time. Yeah, and they don't know where the next big brand is going yeah. to come from. So if... If something becomes, you know, a really big hit and they're not supplying it, then mm-hmm. they've lost business to a competitor mm-hmm. because there are a lot of factories who do beautiful products. Mm-hmm. So I suppose if you said Netflix, right, 10 years ago, Netflix you wouldn't think was going to take over f- from all the movie studios, right? But they're yeah, a big competition for them now and people just go to Netflix to watch their movies. And so if you would have bet 10 years ago that Netflix would have more customers than the movies studios, you would have... People right? would have thought you were crazy. Right. I and just wonder, like, if I'm, if, I'm, uh, if I'm like Joe and I own the factory and now I'm selling 100 units to Beauty Pie, but I have other big clients like, you know, Chanel, L'Oreal, blah, blah. If those companies would be like, wait a second, you know, why are you selling... Like it, it's a little, it's a little bit like okay, it it's, doesn't work like this, you know. It's, it's I'm going to take my business elsewhere to another factory if I'm a Chanel or a L'Oreal. Yeah, and they I really, would be freaked out. Well, listen, everything disruptive, yeah, is scary, isn't it? And um, but it's better for the customer. What we're doing, well, definitely, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest. When I thought of the idea, yeah, I thought, oh my god, I can't do that. And then. A, when I really thought about it, I thought, oh, my God, I have to do that. Yeah. Well, like, it's like Costco, sort of, what they wanted to be. Like, here you are. We're going to the factory. You pay your membership for the year, and you can get the factory prices, too. Yeah, but Costco actually marks up their yeah. product. Right. Yeah. I said, that's the this, idea. This, yes. this, you're just giving it to you're them straight. You're giving it. them, like, straight. well, this but is how, what um, it How much is the membership in the States to Beauty Pie? It's $10 a month. Right. So, yeah. and then it behooves you to actually stock up on all your stuff at factory prices and get your money's worth. You know, if you're getting, and we also launched skincare very recently, yeah. which has been Huge. What's the markup on skincare? Same thing, 10 S- times? Luxury skincare can also often be much more than that. Wait, of all the products, like what do you think gets marked up? Like what's the cheapest thing? Like lip balm? That doesn't get marked up? No, that does get marked that up. That we're paying, up. like if we were really stingy and we wanted to know, what do we get our money's worth? Well, I think it's anti-aging creams. I am getting my, or no, it's getting marked up a lot. It's getting marked up a lot, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So if you're thinking you are, pro- yeah, probably lip balm. Because you can't charge that much for a lip balm. Right, right, right. right. No one's going right, to pay more than right. $2.99, $3.99 for a lip balm, pretty but much. But it's not like it costs them as much to make a lipstick as it does to make an anti-aging cream. No, lipsticks are really not that expensive to make. Is but there something where in terms of like anti-aging where you're like, okay, we can't do a product like this because I actually can't give my customer... Um, like it, it, it might actually be quite expensive for the Beauty Pie oh. model. Or you're just gonna, you'll just charge costs. Oh, yeah, we always just charge costs. It might be $22 instead of $2. So, yeah, like, so what's the most expensive product that product we have, right, we have now? right now? It is the Super Healthy Skin Ultimate Anti-Aging Cream. Okay, what? how much is it? I think $10 and something. Wow. 
So okay. I'm, always, I'm always calculating and in pounds with VAT. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always remember that. And then. Right. And, and that's because like, it has a lot of what active ingredients that are expensive to buy? Loaded. Yeah, with okay. Them, you know, and that was actually, we loaded it up. Then we added extra vitamin C, VCIP, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is a stable form of vitamin C. And there is everything in there, right? Yeah. Every peptide that you can, anything that you could possibly want. Of course, we. we ensure that we test everything so it's not irritating to the skin. Yeah. We're selling that product like hotcakes. Yeah. We actually we do have a limit in how much people can buy each month. Yes. Right? Because you have to or else we'd be out of business. If you could come in and pay ten dollars yeah. and then buy a thousand products, yeah. of course we would not be able to pay our overhead. So we make it quite um, it's democratic it's reasonable if you add your membership into how much you're allowed to and you're being to pay, transparent about it so you totally don't feel like you're getting taken advantage of no you pay you end up paying about 20 cents on the dollar for luxury skincare anti-aging products cosmetics mm-hmm. which is still pretty great what yeah. product are you the most proud of from the line Oof. you know what Every single one. <laughs> we don't have to. I love the lip liners. They are and, and amazing. The, and the highlighter that, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, the Triple have, Beauty Luminizer. I, I'm not going to name the um, compare. Like, if you like blah, blah, you'll like, you know, Beauty yes. Pie. It's you saying it. But well, we, I don't, we don't actually. So here's the, there's also a misconception. We don't dupe things. Well, that's right. I don't, yeah, I don't want them to yes. think that, you know, I'm saying this is your yeah, you know, no, analog. Absolutely but, don't do that. And actually, we just launched... Actually, I think it was three or four months ago, we launched a concealer in a little tube with a little sponge on the uh-huh. end, and somebody else just launched it last week. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, a well-known brand. Yeah. yeah. And we launched it four yeah. or five months ago. But so what people understand how this works, there's also these conventions that you go to where there's you see the same package. Like, remember those steel lip glaze, like little brushes oh, yeah. with the click pen? Yeah. And then everybody, and everybody copying. Them. But also, that company wants to sell their click pen to everybody, of so they're, yeah. they're marketing it, too. They have to sell yeah. it to everyone, or they can't survive yeah. either. So, yes, mm. everyone... It's rare that an ingredient will be specific to one brand if this right. ingredient is out there because the ingredient supplier needs to sell enough of it right. to pay for the R&D. So some fancy company might have your vitamin C in it as well that's in your anti-aging cream. Oh, everybody has yeah. nickel VCIP in their creams. Oh. It's, it's a fantastic anti-aging stable vitamin C. If, okay, not everybody, everybody who can afford it. Oh, so okay. if you can afford that ingredient, which is an expensive beautiful, mm-hmm. stable vitamin C, you would put it in your cream. If you can't, you don't. And it still appears on a label as what? Like, what would a consumer see? They won't Probably know. stable vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to people who are like, okay, not say, because you'll just think it. When you walk through, like, Bergdorf's or Selfridges <laughs> or something, and you see people, you know, at Tom Ford, Chanel, paying upwards of $150 for a product, what goes through your mind? I don't go in there. Okay, when I tell <laughs> you about these people, what mind? goes through your mind? You know, listen, everyone, um, if it makes them feel better. I'm think, giving my answer. This is the answer I always give. If it makes them feel better to spend that and, and feel like they're getting something, great. Everyone can spend their money the way they want to. Having been in product development for 25 years, mm-hmm. for me... I know that if I didn't work in the cosmetics industry, now I get everything for free, right? Because these labs send us submissions or we'll ask them, hey, we need the most incredible facial scrub and we want it to be based with, you know, plant oils and we want it to have a diatomaceous earth um, scrubbing grain so that it's super gentle on the skin. And 
And so they'll submit things to us. And I never pay for anything, and I haven't now for 25 years. But if I had to, I mean, I really don't want to. Yeah. And as beauty journalists, right, imagine if you had to pay for this. We yeah, had this discussion. There were, yeah, there were a couple years where I did. Yeah, and yeah. it's shocking. It's, it's, it's grim. Yeah. Yes, when you're, when you're used to getting it for free. And mm-hmm. I remember having this thought when I left one of our factories. It's one of the factories that we work with very closely um, in Italy. And I left with a big bag of samples after going in, and they were showing me everything. And I walked through a train station in um, Milan, and there was a big cosmetic store there. And I walked in and saw you know, the same product that was in my bag, Oh my God! And I had probably fifty products in my bag for selling for sixty euros. Wow! And so I had, you know, if you say fifty times sixty, I had three thousand dollars or euros worth Scary. of product in Street my value. bag. <laughs> Street value, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's funny. And it was That's actually so funny. one of the things that inspired me to create Beauty Pie because I thought, why am I the only one who gets to feel like this? Yeah, and I've here got we come back to the stuff. democracy of it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and wouldn't it be amazing for women? To be and again, men who love beauty products because mm-hmm. we have men who are members, yeah. um, and women now who are buying, you know, they're buying the super healthy skin anti aging yeah. cream, and their husbands are using it, and sure. they don't worry about it now because it's ten dollars. I love it. I love it. Yeah, not a hundred. So you don't have to hide your products. <laughs> he can go ahead and use it. Now, is this going to be your last line? Because if you go on, like, if you sell this, if you move on, whatever, you get bored of it. It's all over. You can't go do, like, you know, Bliss Charge $200. Part two. Yeah, yeah, Bliss Part 2. Well, Bliss is more of a, it's a, it's a service Okay, you business, can't do, but you can't do, uh, uh, like, your mid-tier. You can't start selling things for, like, $20. You can't start selling $20 lipsticks. Everyone will be like, oh, my God, she told us. It's so hypocritical. Yeah, like, this This has to be it. Well, We're done. Think, you know, I think this is really the big one, number one. Um, I don't, I am not a pretender. So it's always hard for me to pretend that something is worth a lot more than what I know I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, this is the biggest freedom because it's like doing a, a business out of the love for what you do yeah. and being able to be completely honest with the customers and really working for the girls. You know, I love it. It's so fun to you know, be on Instagram with them and talk to them about what they should be using. And people are DMing me saying, hey, what should I use? And I'm texting them back. You've been very I'm, vocal on our private fan page. I do my best. Facebook fan page. Yeah, I'm a, yes. You know, it's quite addictive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 1230 at night, there you no, are. No, I Let love just it. I get so more. excited when I say, Marcia Kilgore just replied to your comment. Or like, you know. <laughs> I'll do more. I'll do more. <laughs> New post. I have, to st- I have to figure out how not to sleep. A little more caffeine. Oh, not Diet Coke, though. No Diet Coke. <laughs> I know. I've been um, shamed. But that must feel good because you can be honest and you don't feel like you're selling and you're like upselling by getting the makeover and have eight more products. You know, if they want eight more products, great. But all they're paying is what I paid for them. Yeah. So they're really, our our members are just paying our salaries and our overhead. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's very now to be transparent. that way, yeah. yeah. But you're still always looking. I mean, we barely touched on fit flops, but you do other types of businesses too. You travel the world and look for inspiration. What's been inspiring to you these days, even if it's outside of the beauty world? Oh, art. Yeah. And there's a lot of great art and architecture. Yeah. What's, um, where I do mean, you live in Germany, don't you? No, I live in Switzerland. Why did I th- oh, okay. Yeah. That's close. Yeah, close, sort of. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, yeah, they speak German there. Yeah, they speak a bit of German in <laughs> yeah. parts of it. Yeah. I've lived there for seven years. Okay. Um, my husband is French. And it's near enough to London that London on a plane is like a bus ride. Um, but I lived in London for seven years. I've lived in Switzerland for seven years. I lived in New York for about 18 years. And I'm 
Canadian, so I've been everywhere, man. Remember that song? <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Um, and it's it's actually really a beautiful lifestyle because, and it helps me a lot actually with the business. I'm in Europe, so I'm near a lot of our factories and labs, and in Switzerland is one of the best skincare sources in the world. So the I'm very manufacturers near. there are good. Yeah, we have three good manufacturers there. Um, who we really? Who does the best color? What country do you get the best color from? At the moment, it will be between Italy and Korea. Mm. Yeah, and actually France and Germany. What what are, what are Americans <laughs> okay, good at? A lot. Oh, what? skincare. Really? There's a couple of great labs in America for skincare mm. that we source from also. Okay. Yeah. What about fragrance? Where do you get all the fragrances made? If we, you were into fragrance. Well, we will eventually be into fragrance. Um, we're actually getting candles made, which we're really yes. excited about. I saw that on your Instagram. Yes, we are so excited about that. You know what's really great? And you asked about the labs and wouldn't they be worried and blah, blah, blah. And we did think about that in terms of the suppliers thinking, oh, no, we can't possibly supply them. Um, and in fact, we've had suppliers call us. And we had a candle factory from the south of France who makes some of the best candles in you know, luxury um, email us and say, we went through your product list. You don't have candles. You need to come and see us. Amazing. Yeah. I have heard from candle makers. We've heard that they actually are quite expensive to make to get enough fragrance in there for them to smell good. Yes, but this, so. this lab was... We're Super gonna find helpful. out what it really costs, aren't we? Yes, I when think. The, I think at yeah. holiday time. I at imagine. holiday time, Are they yes. be cheaper than Yankee candles. I don't know how much Yankee candles cost. I thought you were a woman of the people. <laughs> I don't have much. She lives time in Switzerland. They don't have Yankee candles. I don't in have much time to shop. Oh. How much is a Yankee I, candle? Yeah, they, they range from like you can get like a mini for like six bucks, but then they have like big ones that are like upwards of like twenty eight dollars. Are they with real essential oils from grass? No, definitely okay. not. Um, I'll get back to you, Mom. Okay. Pina colada scented I, candle. I, I love a Yankee grass. candle. I love a Yankee candle. No, no, I know, but some of their scents are definitely not yes. essential oils. I love a diptyque. I love a nest. I love a Yankee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna so, love. I'm, a gonna, I'm gonna love a beauty oh, pie. Oh my god. So good. The beauty Actually, pie. Actually, that is ones. exciting. I am. I'm so excited. Like my place is just gonna look like, oh. like it's gonna look haunted. It's uh, gonna be amazing. <laughs> I'll I tell you, wait. the candles were really fun to test. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, and I think you have a tester right here. Okay. He's Jessica Matlin. Okay. okay. What's me? your favorite kind of fragrance for a candle? Um, I really like. I don't like anything too crazy floral. Okay. Um, I like. It depends on the season. Like okay. right now. Yes, I agree. You need the I like a crisp things in the winter. Green. Okay. And in, in the winter, I like kind of like a cozy vanilla or oh, even yes. a pine. We have a double vanilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have some cedar, kind of yeah. pine, honeycomb. I don't like aquatic stuff. I don't like aquatic stuff either. Smells like, like a ocean, bathroom. Ocean yeah, it smells like, a, like bathroom spray. Um, yeah, I don't like, like yeah, people want a beach you mean house smell. Marine notes. Yeah, no. I hate marine um, notes. Unless I have a beach house, I like, don't want to. Like, <laughs> no. Let's like not pretend. But I'm sorry, <laughs> marine notes don't smell like a beach house. Yeah. I know, but they, they always smell, smell like it. a bathroom freshener. You're yes, absolutely right. Those that, little stones in the dish, yes, yeah, are often the marine note. Yeah. Oh, so we've got that association of like cheapy. It's not my favorite yeah. either. Okay. I know what you mean. I also don't like that skin note. Like There's a, a skin note. Like a musk? No, musks are okay. And I'm not going to name who does that skin note a because skin I won't say anything about, about anybody else. Not a candle, products. a perfume that has a skin note. Yes. Oh, what's well, let's talk note? about it. Yeah, after. we'll talk about it later. Um, we talked a lot about like what is going not maybe not so right, and you want to fix it with democracy. But <laughs> staying in the beauty industry, is there anything you see that you're inspired by that you're well candles you're going to make? But like any brands that you're like excited about other than Beauty Pie. 
Um, I love some of the natural brands and seeing, mm. you know, people getting peptides from pineapples and things like that. You know, there's a lot of fun ingredients that are Do going those in cost products. more when they, s- not really, she's no. shaking her head. So mm-hmm. when people are saying natural costs more to make. Yes, not necessarily. I mean, I have another brand, which we haven't talked about, called Sopa Duper, which is naturally derived oh. and made in 100% recycled plastic bottles. And um, we are sort of 93% plus naturally derived. And we still sell it at a very, very maspirational price point. So mm-hmm. Maspirational. That's my new word. Maspirational. Like? That's awesome. Yes. I'm going like to use that. That mascara is a maspirational podcast. Maspirational. I like it, I love right? That. Yes. I love that. That's amazing. Um, what do you think is going right with the beauty industry right now? Um, okay. Beauty pie is great. Besides beauty pie. Uh, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> I just had to do a little self-plug I love, I love it. No. Yeah. Um, I think that it's great to see a lot of people feel like they can get in on doing something creative themselves. So there's... Like there's, DIY kind of things. There's a little DIY kind of stuff. And there's just, a, a I guess, a broader movement of young... Um, entrepreneurial people trying to do their own brands, mm-hmm. which is nice to see because sometimes if things get too big and the mm-hmm. you know the big businesses and the big conglomerates take everything over, it's the barrier to entry is so high mm-hmm. that you can't really get out there and do anything. And mm-hmm. it, it seems like with social media and the advent and of Etsy it, Etsy and all those, yeah, yeah, it gives a lot of people an opportunity to try things, mm-hmm. which yeah. is is yeah, like all wonderful those, that to see. unicorn highlighter rainbow thing that came off of Etsy or whatever it was last summer. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's disparate, right? And Mm -hmm. everything, it's almost like if you think about multitasking, the beauty industry is kind of multitasking at the moment. There are so many different things from so many different places. But it is leading to a lot of creativity, Mm -hmm. right? And the way that people use their makeup, I think, is fantastic. Because, you know, I'm not into the totally over-made-up look where you've got the layers and layers and and the tutorials where people are there for half an hour showing you how. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand that myself because I'm too busy to put that much makeup on Um, but I know people love it and that is something that a lot of brands uh, espouse yeah and more power to people who have that look and love to do it Um, but I think it's great for women who don't know how to put on makeup that there are all these tutorials yeah Mm -hmm. and they can put their iPads in their bathrooms and try a look yeah and you know try something out that maybe they didn't Try sure. for 20 years. So that's kind of wonderful, that that's democratizing a, yeah. of the makeup yeah. artist uh, agenda. What are some of your other favorite services and products that you personally use? We always like to ask yeah. this services of our guests. And products, services. Can you give me a minute? Like your nail. Well, what's on yeah. your nails right uh, now? You don't do. Yeah. That looks like a Fenty, Puma Fenty kind of color, yeah. like that pinky beige. That's because I'm wearing it with my, my nearly low ten, um, you know. Yeah, it looks cool. It wouldn't look so cool otherwise. Is this a factory thing that nobody can get yet? Is that what you're about to tell me? No. We were just late for an appointment yesterday because we stopped somewhere to get a manicure. You're allowed to do that. (laughs) Oh, my God. So what what color is that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I was just, you know what? I'm going on holiday on Saturday, and I didn't, we are doing nail polish now, but I didn't have it with me, and I'm going from here to Costa Rica, and I just thought, I've got to get a manicure. So we... It's a good color. The publicist yeah, we, is laughing. Yeah, like, we like, mischievously. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's hope whoever you had an appointment with isn't listening because like, now they're going to know. We were just a little late. Well, we were just quite late. Just okay, what about hair late. products yeah. for your fine hair? What do you like to use? Um, okay, so at the moment, I'm testing a Sopa Duper 
naturally derived. The soap would be my brand that yes. we do all the naturals with. So I'm testing a naturally derived shampoo and conditioner. Okay. Um, that are they're amazing. If I didn't have those, I would probably use Kerastase because mm-hmm. I find it really good for fine hair without being too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably nothing else. Which color Kerastase? Green. Okay, the green. Oh, yeah, yeah, green yeah. or pink. Okay. Yeah, the pink. I can't the say those ones. names. The yeah. Light, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the light pink one. Everybody says it by the color. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. It's not. Okay. Kerastase and it's L'Oreal, isn't it? Kerastase. It's owned by L'Oreal, yes. Right. So L'Oreal also has a range that's sort of kerastase And it's pink. So I will buy either the L'Oreal pink one or the Kerastase green one. The L'Oreal one. Paris one. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. The drugstore version of it. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's sort of an She's not saying you're getting Kerastase in the drugstore, but no. it's similar product. It's similar. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is probably what you learn when you go to these factories that like, uh, you know, it's yes. similar formulas in a lot of the bottles. Yes. And in skincare, you add more active ingredients. So you can have a certain amount of an active ingredient or you can have the, the level that it's been really tested to be efficacious mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. or you can have just a, a little, little bit. bit. And so, of course, I like to choose the one where it's of efficacious, yeah, I, but I that want, costs I want money. The big guns, yeah. We all yeah. want the big guns, yeah. especially on your face, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And what's your favorite mascara? Oh, well, it's a you beauty have, pie mascara. But you have a couple, yeah. right? Oh, we have two? four. Yeah, so which yeah, ones? We always, you, what are you personally using? Today, I used Uber Volume. Uber Volume. Yes, okay. but I often use Flash False Lash. Do those get made in Italy? Yes, they do. Both okay. of them. Hmm. And Actually, all is, four are made in Italy. Mm. Your skin yes. is amazing. Thank you very it's like much. It's absolutely like, ridiculous. Thank you. So, Today I used yeah, the... what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Well, no, it's all beauty pie. It's okay. It's oh, all so, beauty pie. Just give pie. me like, a couple of like you know hot items that you're using. Okay, I use the Plantastic Micro Peeling Super Drops, which... Yeah, we, I mean, it's a plant drop. You get the name for right? free, people. Yeah, the name is free, pretty much. I mean, come on. I think they're $5 or something like yeah. that. It's a 50 mil bottle. Oh and it's like a very, very gentle, almost like a nano exfoliator. So you use it every night underneath your oh, moisturizer. Oh, big into exfoliating. Yeah, right I, lo- now. I love, like, oh, I love yeah. an exfoliator. You, that. you have like, to also try drops. the Fruit Design 5-Minute Facial. Okay. That is oh. killer. It's good amazing. That name's yeah. free, too. It's really, it's <laughs> such a good one. Yes. So I use that once or twice a week. And then I use the Super Healthy Skin Ultimate Anti-Aging Cream because it's got everything in it. And I use oh this new SPF. So you know how SPF is usually kind of greasy even if you try to yeah. get it to not be greasy. There's a new ingredient out there um, that disperses the SPF so that you can put it into a gel or something completely lightweight or possibly even drops. Possibly yeah. even drops. Possibly even drops. We're experimenting at the moment, but it is the lightest SPF 50 I've ever found. I'm actually carrying it around in my bag. It's so so still in lab sample form. It's still in. It's it pretty much ready. No, it'll be pretty much ready to go. We have to do our testing on it. Sure. And we didn't want to actually test SPF. You know, in America, um, testing an SPF costs about eighty thousand dollars. Yep. So until we found, but okay, back up a little bit. American SPF. Uh, regulations are quite behind the European regulations. So you still can't use some of the SPF chemicals that you'd be using in Europe, which might be lighter, mm-hmm. which is why some of those formulas that everybody loves are from Stock Europe and white people. Yep. Yes. 
So we didn't want to test an SPF if we didn't think it was as good as a European one because mm-hmm. in the end, our customers will end up paying for it because at- testing costs go into the cost right. of those products. And you'll show them on the website. Yes. We just divided 80000 by yeah, 800 by, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. They might as well just go buy something else and maybe have something that's a little bit heavier. But now we have found the be-all and end-all of SPFs, um, mm. which is in this very light gel form. And... I think we've got it now. I don't think Ooh, it's going to get much better exciting. than this for the next 20 years. And what fragrance do you wear right now? Oh, um, this morning I put on Hermes Mandarin Ombre. Appropriate for the season, yeah, Jess? Yeah, what do you think? Because yeah. last week we had a whole, is it a summer or winter fragrance? Yeah, we talked about like you know what yes. do you wear when it's literally, I just checked the weather before I walked in here. Just to, like I wanted to see the horror like on screen, yeah. 96 degrees. It is really hot out there. 96 degrees. Mandarin feels refreshing. Yeah, yes. yeah. We, I also really like Byredo pulp. Pulp. Oh is yeah, that that's, that's a very citrusy one. It is smells yeah, like nice. grape. It's beautiful. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, I love a citrus one in the summer. Look, we're bringing it back full circle to lemon and sage back in I the day. I do love a bit of lemon and sage. Yeah. You I'm, having fun? I am like, having so much. Did you fun. like? Is this like the most fun brand you've worked on? Yeah. I mean, it's exhausting, right? You seem it's like a, happy. Yeah. Very. It's freedom. Yeah. It's freedom to be able to just do what you do, and then. Here it is, mm-hmm. and you don't have to convince anybody except for the customer, and you know what you're giving them is the yeah. best thing. They're, where are they going to get a better deal, right? I think you said it best. Yes. Yeah. And our podcast is free, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. This was so much fun. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing the secrets Thank of you how you do it me, all. Ladies. This is awesome. You guys are great. Thank make you. It, you make it so much Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. It's fun. Yeah. Raise a wand. Yeah. Oh that was Belle, our producer. Oh, Isabella Roma. Oh, guys, uh, you know. Zero percent Italian. Zero percent Italian. Okay, raise a... I'm not singing. Raise a wand. I think you might be surprised by mine, so I'm going to go first. I can, t- I can look at it, and I'm already, like, shocked. Okay, here's what happened. See it. Um, I'm raising a wand to Lime Crime's Lime Crime Pop-On Nails. 
So I got, I'm trialing this new gel manicure and I'm not going to tell you the brand yet because I think something went wrong. It truly peeled off like the next day. And you know, I get gels. Yeah, they last for two like weeks. So I was left with these janky looking nails. I had to go on that fancy pants panel. I'm getting mileage out of this whole week. So I was like, shit, what do I do? I didn't have time for a manicure. So I remembered Wendy Zomner told us she wears like press on nails. She came with them. Yeah. So I had, I found in the closet these Lime Crime ones. They're holographic. And I was like, let me just see what they look like. Little dab of nail glue on each, stuck them on my fingers. They look amazing. I look like Rihanna because they're like the stiletto length and they're holographic in a way a polish never could be because they're just like truly pure plastic. It was a little excessive. I'm not going to lie. So I took a nail clipper. Here's the tip, guys. Oh, my God. Here's the tip. And I – you can't file them because they're plastic, but I just sort of like trimmed around and made them like a more squovely manageable length. They looked so good. They stayed on for like four days, and I'm so rough on my nails. And then when I was ready, I just sort of peeled up the edge and popped them off, and there was there was no glue residue left over. I don't know why more people aren't on the fake nail bandwagon. If we're keeping on the theme of like 80s things I'm scared of that I should try now, press-on nails is way up up there, especially if they're like, who's the lady, Doe Deer or whatever? The dozier. Yeah. Like, they're cool Were and hot. Were you able to type and stuff? Were you able to, like, go about your Yeah, I tr once I trimmed them down. Once I trimmed them down. And they come with a bunch of sizes, so there's more than 20, so no matter what size nail bed you have, and I have big, fat, wide nail beds, you can make them fit. And 10 bucks, you could probably get, like, two full manicures out of this. All right, one more question. Yeah. Did it feel like you had something fake on your hands? On one finger, because I think I put too small of a size. So the curvature was not matching the curvature of my nail, and I sort of had to, like, press it down. And then as it dried, I think it was, like, pulling my nail tight, if that makes Ugh, sense. Okay. So just make sure you have the big enough size on. If you put a too small one on, you're going to feel like you have, like, little, like, tourniquets on your okay, nails. Okay, gross. Okay. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you enjoyed them, though. <laughs> what um, are you raising a wand to? So I am all about that shine for my hair. All about that shine. I feel like that's the song we need to record. All about, all about that shine. All about that Oh, it's shine. all about that bass. I'm thinking of Megan Trainer. Sorry. <laughs> I like my song better. Yeah, only definitely. Line. Um, okay, so Orbe Glaze for Beautiful Color. Oribe? Oribe? Oribe. 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 It's definitely pricey. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, $58. And I used quite a bit. It wasn't, I used probably like maybe a half dollar. I have really thick, long hair right now, but... Probably like two two half dollar sizes. Here's what I loved about it. Not only did it work, what do you think? I mean, I haven't washed my hair in like three days. I'm sorry, I missed what type of product this is. It's a glaze. It's a glaze for so it's like color. A, so what does that mean? You oh, so let me tell you it works. Sorry. So I you go in the shower, and this is like the best part. You go in the shower, you wash your hair, and then you put the glaze on, and you only need to leave it on for three to five minutes. I don't like things where it's like, leave on for 20 minutes while you do nothing. Like... I don't then because then you have to put on a bathrobe, your hair is wet. No thanks. And you have to like walk around the apartment, then you have to get back in the shower. That's a Sunday activity for me. And then by the time like Sunday night rolls around, it's like already ten thirty. I don't want to do all that. Like I, just, I love how this has turned into Jess's Sunday. Well, no, because you don't. I'm not going to do that on a weeknight. That's too much. Three so to five minutes, doable. Three to five minutes. So it's almost like a conditioner at the right. end of it's the a shower. Conditioner. It's a conditioner that's really a glaze. So okay. you know, for three minutes, and then I can you shave rinse. my legs or do a mask or something. Boom, boom, boom. Then you rinse, and then your hair really is shinier. Now I'm asking you, Jen. Maybe this isn't the best judge judgment because I haven't washed my hair in three days I just got off a flight this is disgusting but I do feel like there's a little bit more shine I do I also feel like it's less 
brassy. That makes sense. It's weird because you have red hair, but it's like a darker auburn. Does it tint it at all? No, as it's well? not tinted at it all. It was clear. It's completely maybe just clear. the color is shinier, so it's looking maybe. richer in that way. Maybe it does look good though. The color looks great. I was really happy on Sunday when I did it, and um, you know. I, I can't pop into the salon for a gloss, guys. I don't know what your schedule's like. I can't just, like, <laughs> dip in. So um, it's a nice luxury treat product. I actually really missed... you guys remember the Fakai gloss? That they don't make gl- that anymore. Oh, they don't make that anymore. Why? I don't know, but that was a great product. It this, was. This, this is my dupe. And it was only, like, 12 bucks. It was more than 12 This is bucks. your dupe, but the other way. More expensive. Yeah, that wasn't 12 bucks, but it was... Yeah, it was... It was it was a good product, and now it's gone. So and this, this is, is my Orbe... What is it called? Glaze for Beautiful Color. Raise a wand. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.